A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, I'm Victoria Meyer, host of The Chemical Show podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking to you solo. So this is the first in a series of podcasts where I'm going to be sharing with you how leaders in the chemical industry are responding to key trends, including sustainability, digitization, and supply chain disruptions. I am leveraging the insights that I've gained from my podcast guests, had an opportunity to talk with them across these various topics. And so this will be really in many ways a synthesis of their points of view, how they and their companies are approaching this and giving an opportunity for us, myself, you as my listeners to learn from this, identify what fits for you and your company and be able to leverage that and take that forward. So this is the first in a series of that. So don't worry. This is not a signal of a departure from my normal format. In fact, I've got a lot of great guests lined up over the coming months. I'm doing this series as really just this opportunity to synthesize what I've heard from my guests, relay it back to you. And frankly, I'd love to get some dialogue going. I'd like to hear your feedback about, did you pick up some of the same things? Do you see these as some of the trends and the responses to these topics? So we'll be tackling these topics on an episode by episode basis over the next month or so, interspersing them with podcasts where I'm interviewing other chemical industry leaders. And so you'll be still hearing, you know, mostly a majority of interviews with guests and occasionally these solo casts with just myself. So before we jump into that, though, I want to say thank you. So the chemical show has been live for about four months already, and I am just really delighted and appreciative of the response and the positive feedback that I've gotten from people. So thank you. Thank you. Launching a podcast is a little scary. I had to go a little bit outside my comfort zone on this. And, but I was, you know, knew that this was something that I thought was important for myself. I think it's important for the industry for the chemical industry and chemical leaders to get their stories out about their impact, about leadership, about what their companies are doing and just all the great things that's happening. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for rating and reviewing. Thank you for sending me emails and lovely notes and feedback and suggestions. I truly appreciate it. So let's go ahead and jump in to the topic today. So the first trend I really want to talk about is sustainability. And really the acceleration of sustainability and the focus on sustainability across the chemical industry. So this is something I've had an opportunity to talk with almost all of my guests about, and there's been some similarities and some differences. And so I'm going to highlight those key responses that industry leaders are really taking when they think about how they and their company and the industry as a whole is responding to this increased focus on sustainability and that narrative. So, you know, as Neil Burns told me when we talked about this, he said, this is not new. 
right? So environmental and government mandates have been in place for years. Mostly they're squared away. And, you know, and that's something we think about sustainability in the concept of environmentalism and stuff and things like REACH and Tosca and other government mandates. There's been a lot of progress that the industry has been making for decades, but the industry is not necessarily telling its story very well. So maybe this is maybe the first thing that comes out of these conversations is the need for the industry to own the narrative, right? So in many cases, we're letting the court of public opinion, the less educated, the more, not less educated, but less educated in terms of what the chemical industry is doing and the impact it's making, we're letting them own the narrative. And yet the reality is we know that already using a lot of renewable feedstocks, that green chemistry has a significant role, that there's tremendous benefits of chemicals in use in driving sustainability. So if you think about the benefits of plastics in use across a variety of places, transportation, et cetera, you know, you're reducing fuel use, you're reducing greenhouse gas emissions by the fact that you're using this, but we're not owning the narrative very well. So, and you know, Melissa Hockstead, when I spoke with her, she said, one of the things that was really important for ACI and its constituents is that we need to be driving and defining this for the industry and taking bold collective action, which for them, that really means greater transparency around products and uses and the chemical and environmental and sustainability impacts, clearer communications, not just within our chemical industry and our direct constituents, but more broadly with the end users, the consumers that are really driving some of these changes. And also ESG reporting has really a role to play in this because that's an opportunity for us to tell our story. ESG, environmental, social and governance reporting. So that becomes really clear. So, you know, one, this just this real need to own the narrative and be proud about it, right? We'll be right back. Support for this episode comes from ChemDirect. ChemDirect is an all-in-one commerce platform to buy and sell chemicals online. Shop online to get products in days instead of weeks at a highly competitive price. If you're a supplier, you can launch a fully resourced digital channel for free. Now, we all know that digital is getting more and more important in chemicals, and that's something we discuss regularly on The Chemical Show. ChemDirect is here to help make it happen. Head on over to ChemDirect.com to check them out and use the code CHEMSHOW20 for a 20% discount on your first order. So the second piece that comes out when companies are and the leaders are talking about sustainability is really embracing sustainability in its broadest sense. So I really think about linking that to the United Nations 2030 goals for sustainable development. If you're not familiar with that, go take a look. I actually have it linked on the page related to this week's podcast. And there's 17 imperatives that the UN has laid out in its sustainable development goals. And they range from people, planet, prosperity, peace, partnership. Those are the five Ps that they cover in 17 imperatives of law. Sustainability is really beyond environmental. And this is something that chemical leaders really recognize. So it's moving beyond just in numbers as it relates to the chemicals and the environmental impact, it's beyond that. So, you know, when I talk with Ron Zmick from Palmer Holland, what he, one of the things he said is, you know, our focus is also on non-chemical socioeconomic aspects of sustainability that's gaining momentum. 
And this includes things like core values, community engagement, diversity and conclusion. They've all become a priority. So this absolutely links to a bigger view of sustainability, covering very closely to what the UN is, is saying its imperatives are. And ties back in, you know, with this whole ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance Reporting. I had a great conversation with Jennifer Sadenwater about this. And Jennifer and her team do ESG reporting for companies across the chemical industry and others. And it's an opportunity really to communicate what you're doing across all these various measures to your stakeholders and critical to it. So the third piece around this is circularity and circularity is getting a lot of press, right? So we see this, especially if we look at companies that are really in the plastics value chain and elsewhere. So, but circularity is not new, right? So we need to really recognize and embrace the circularity that already exists in the chemical value chain. Right. So when I was talking with a couple of folks, Michael Seaver, and, you know, he and I chatted about this, frankly, offline and outside the podcast before we got on, but we're already doing a lot of sustainability and a lot of recycling. So if you look at your manufacturing processes, there's many recycle streams that are taking place. We have byproduct streams that we've figured out how to create new and valuable end use products from. And that's a form of the circularity that's already in place. And then, of course, what we're really talking about in the public domain a lot is post-consumer products. So the recyclability and recycling of those products. You know, when I talk with Brad Beauchamp, who was my first guest, and he was a great guest, one of the things that he mentioned, and I wasn't aware of this, is that when they look at the carpet pad that they produce, they have actually are reusing that. It's a recycled product from other urethanes that are used elsewhere in their chemical process. Of course... You know, he also said the downside is as much as we're doing, we're still not recycling enough. And so that's really where this focus is on, particularly on post-consumer recycling so that we can get the physical products back and then move into chemical recycling. And, you know, we're hearing that. I'm hearing this from all of the folks that I've talked to on the podcast and off the podcast as the one of the critical things there. So you guys probably have seen recently ACC, the American Chemistry Council, their plastics group issued a statement regarding the five actions that they would like Congress to do to help accelerate the circular economy. I'm not going to get into that, into the details of that, but it also goes back to maybe my first statement, which is around owning the narrative, right? So owning the narrative, engaging early. And that's what these companies that I'm talking with that leading chemical companies are doing is they're engaging early to find the solution, to be part of the solution, to own the narrative, and to really be able to create that external impact that then ties back to what they're doing inside their companies. So you know, that's what I've got today. So those are kind of the three biggies that when I talk across all the different people I've spoken with, you know, it's around owning the narrative, circularity, and then really embracing sustainability in its broadest sense. And if we continue to progress on those three things, in fact, maybe accelerate on those three things, it's going to help the chemical industry and our chemical companies be more successful and effective in the long term. So anyway, that is what I wanted to share with you today as it relates to sustainability. I would love to hear your feedback. Feel free to please, you know, send me a note on LinkedIn, send me an email, let me know what you thought. What else did you hear when you've listened to the podcast and the leaders that I've spoken with about what's critical about sustainability to them? What's critical about sustainability to your companies and how you guys are reacting? 
So thank you for listening to The Chemical Show. And I will talk with you again soon. Thanks. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.